0: I showed them the character their sheet, and they're like, I don't want to let you play this. And then, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just all kind of poo-pooed on that yeah, one. Yeah, all like, y'all
0: were so mean. And we're just like, no, you can't play a chicken wizard, Amelia. And I'm like, why are you crushing my dreams? You know what, y'all can go cluck yourself.
2: All right, Punk House, episode three. Now. No, it's fine. That's the title of it. Episode three, I'm <laughs> All sticking. Like, usually it's the artist's name, but, uh... okay, so members of Horrible Girl, Amelia and... Wayne. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all, y'all want to say your, like, instruments or, I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, I'm Amelia, and I play Mayonnaise and Ditchery do and write the songs. Oh, and a folk punk band. So, yeah, exactly. No, I play guitar and sing.
1: Okay. I thought I was supposed to do the color commentary today. <laughs> I'm Wayne, and I play the bass guitar and do backing vocals. Cool. Um, so, I
2: just desperately wanted to talk to you about booking stuff. Because yeah. I, I feel like we're from, like, kind of similar places. But what town?
0: We are from Greenville, South Carolina. Okay.
2: How big is that? Because I have no clue from a, from the distance of the internet, like, what your scene is like
0: yeah i mean like well Greenville has like we have a music scene that's so there used to be a really vibrant diy DIY punk scene there kind of is but a lot of people moved away so now everything's just really like mixed with like the indie rock and like there's the americana scene and a bunch of different kinds of rock and roll yeah i feel Um, like that definitely
2: happens where like uh like a generation of people will just age out of the scene kind of simultaneously or, like, they'll all do the adult thing and, like, have a kid, get a job, do whatever it is.
0: Yeah, it's, or, like, move to Salt Lake City. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, honestly, I, like, it was literally, like, over the span of a year that, like, a lot of the, uh I don't know what you call them, like, the, like, main people in the scene just, like, right. all, like, mass exodus. Yeah, that
2: happened here, um, like, right before I joined the scene. Also, I, I watched that happen in Savannah, Georgia, in, like, real time, where it was just, like, we went from having shows, we almost broke somebody's house because we were having a house show on the second floor and like the floor almost caved in to like the next time we came through it was just like this almost the same bands were playing but it was just like not attended so and nobody had any idea what happened a
0: week before my first like diy band was gonna play our first show we were gonna play at this space called circle a ranch mm-hmm. and um the week before there was like a hardcore show and the floor caved in like nice the week before so it got moved to a different space like luckily the show could go on but, I mean, like, Greenville has, like, seven a population of, like, 68 70,000 people. So, and it's a small southern city. It's really, like, historically conservative. Like, um, sure. Bob Jones University is there, which is, like, I think Billy Graham kind oh, of. Oh, okay. Like, people, like, that is, and they have a stranglehold on the culture and the politics there. So, gotcha. now, because we've had all this uh, development, um, being a code word for mostly gentrification, we've had a lot of transplants move in, which is over the past, like, 15, 20 years, um, So that's really broadened the city spectrum. Like, it's way more, uh, people are surprised that we have a really, like, vibrant, like, queer scene that's there that's, like, bubbling right below the surface. That's really cool. So, like, people are always like, oh, like, I didn't realize, like, that, like, Greenville is like this. We have touring bands come through and, like, play our houses and play our venues. And they're like, oh, we didn't realize that, like, this place was like this at all we would have never expected like we've always been to asheville but yeah yeah it's
2: true that's where we went we went to asheville like it's
0: where did y'all play in asheville
2: um i i it was a record place i don't i think it was static Static age yeah static age yeah yeah cool cool i i loved that place we uh we had never dealt with ice on pavement Mm -hmm. and that's fun
0: yeah
1: especially in the mountains yeah, yeah
0: yeah especially yeah that's oof
2: that's when I was like, oh, I got to stop wearing vans to everything. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, just
0: keep the vans for on stage. In, in the van, on stage. Yeah. Like, boots for everywhere else.
2: <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, I, that gives me, like, an idea of the scope of it. I, I definitely thought it was a smaller town. Like, that's going to change, I guess, some of the way I, I want to come at the questions. So, but speaking of queer scene stuff, um, I was actually just having a conversation with a promoter yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. And... They were like, "Hey, I, I don't want to like say anything like publicly, but we have a private conversation about like I want to be an ally, and I get super nervous about people's pronouns." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, so I don't think people talk about show etiquette that much outside of like everybody come to the front." But you yeah, know, oh, like, absolutely. When you're when you're at a show or you're booking, if you don't know somebody's pronouns, I know that for some people they're like. Don't just straight up go up to somebody and ask because that could be like outing them or that could be like make them uncomfortable.
0: So, I mean, my thought is so we like the queer community, specifically like the trans and like non binary community as a whole, aren't a monolith. So, we don't agree yeah, of on course. next yeah. to anything. Exactly. I say, like, ask someone's pronouns. Like, go ahead and just ask. There is no harm. Or if you see their friends, Right. then maybe ask them or listen for social cues.
2: That's what I like, – I usually wait for somebody's friend to address them, and then I'll be like, okay, all I have to do is remember that.
0: Yeah, exactly, wait for a friend to address them or just ask. I mean, if anyone gets really mad about you asking, you know, like – and, you know, I don't think it's worrying about people getting mad, more so worrying about people becoming, you know, upset or dysphoric or self-conscious. Not something that, like, right. yeah. ultimately, like – th- Yeah, I guess I he, shouldn't have said mad, yeah. That's, you know – well, I mean, that could be a case. Like, and, you know, but that's ultimately – I hate to say like, that's – sort of to an extent that's something like dysphoria and things like that are something that we have to struggle with ourselves, that we have to kind of come to terms with, that we may or may not ever get over. And not everyone deals with that. Some people, you know, have a lot of dysphoria, others don't at all. And so, I mean, I always think that, like, asking pronouns is a good way to go, or if that's a thing, you know, Waiting on social cues. I used to say use they them if you don't know or until you find out. But then yeah. there's some people who get you know feel like that's misgendering them if you know they use a more binary pronoun or if they use a neo pronoun.
2: So yeah, I haven't run across that yet. I've I've i always run into like everyone's cool with they them, but I've, I'm starting to hear that now where yeah. people are like, oh, I would prefer not that. And yeah, like, oh, and okay. that's
0: like so that was one of those things. Where it's like when for me when I'm telling a story, regardless of the person's gender, I will use they them if they're gender isn't relevant to the story because right of course why would right. you know otherwise and you know for me it's you know I think it's important to kind of deconstruct those things in the language that we use um so that was uh that's kind of a thing there but you know some people have yeah I've heard people say like hey don't use they them for me these are my pronouns I want you to use them and I'm like well for someone who doesn't know it's always just ask would be I say with good show etiquette yeah. you know
2: I feel like one of the things that I was thinking of or at least that I've run into is that like some people purposefully or unpurposefully are less passing and so i think if you see somebody and you want to ask their pronouns it might set up a situation where it's like if they're the one person in the group you're asking that kind of singles them out and might make them feel bad about like, oh, I guess I'm not as passing as I thought I was. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Which could be
2: like, oh, look, I can tell you're visibly like different. And it's just like, uh.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, a good trait that I've gotten into is when I meet a group of new people, I try to remember to ask and ask yeah. generally, especially if I know that yeah, like. Yeah, asking the if, group as a collective. Yeah. And if you look, you know, like there's kind of, you know, as, you know, like alternative fashions have become more and more popular and more and more people wear them um you know those obvious visual cues aren't there anymore so yeah like asking yeah. like a group of people if you know you're in a space where they're probably gonna be like non-binary or trans people then it's probably a good idea to go like hey what are your pronouns what are yours what are yours what are yours what are yours right. you know like
2: that's how and- my band's always been approached people will just like know that we're a queer band and then come up and then just be like what's everyone's pronouns And i think mm-hmm. that's always been a nice way to go about it yeah, like, absolutely. How, how has it been for y'all? Like, have you encountered like negative ways people have come about it or?
1: Um, I mean, not actively, I don't know. I mean, I guess I really don't, um,
3: I mean like, so with this band, no, we haven't
0: really had anyone, you know, come towards us. Like, you know, most of us, like me and Shelby, both use she, her, Wayne and Dan, both use he, him, uh, Jake uses they. Okay. Um. And so, like, you know, we've never had any, like, pushback or anything. Um, we've had people ask before, you know, like, during or after a show, especially when we play, like, queer spaces and stuff like that. Um, people tend to be more conscious in those spaces. Otherwise, in, you know, more traditional show spaces, or, not, like, shows that where that's not at the forefront of everyone's mind, and it's not, you know, either a forest bias kind of thing, or, you know, just a heavy presence, then in those cases... Um, You know, those that's where you know people tend to default to one or the other based on whatever visual cues you're you're giving them. Um, and that you know, that's it's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, most of the time they get it right, so like for me, it's not a problem, but you know, there are other people who were would be like, hey, and you know, yeah, a more critical thought on that, which you know, you can't fault at all for like wanting like people to be more conscious of those things. Yeah, Um,
2: I was thinking about um, your band specifically. because girl is in the name Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's just like even if your music isn't every song is you know like political or social like with the Mm -hmm. messages if it's more personal music you're still inviting that conversation with the band name I'm assuming purposefully yeah uh,
0: yeah absolutely uh, purposefully um so I guess like where the first part of the band name horrible girl came from um, is right like before I started my transition and was out full time. Um, a friend of mine had this older brother who is like awful edgelord lord metalhead, and who I was kind of like teasing the idea out and talking about that. And uh, he goes, um, "You'd make a horrible girl," and like at this point, like you know, I'd like taken you know your entry level feminism course and was like, "Why?" Yeah. and you know what are these gendered things why you know are these things considered gendered in any way and what makes you know someone a you know good girl versus a horrible girl like what makes so those things and sort of thinking about those in reference to myself and deconstructing them and you know when I kind of went through that and then when I formed this band after I'd been out for several years and I you know wanted a band that was you know more of a project after my old band had kind of broken up and i you know was on the way out of another band i was like i want to start a project where i can write songs about this and i can speak for myself without other people possibly maybe feeling like you know like that i'm speaking for them as well or having to worry that like hey oh there are other people here who you know i'm speaking for who you know don't have this experience and so this band was gotcha. created explicitly to be able to talk about this and those things maybe not ex- explicitly and all the time but to be able to have that option to have that kind of be a thing there and also like you know like riot girl's really cool and you know. yeah
2: yeah i i've just been waiting to see like riot girl bands in my area it's it's please somebody listen to this and start a riot girl band in St. augustine
0: i mean and that's too the thing like we have some friends um who like and I kind of agree with them in this, like where like female-fronted isn't a genre too. Like it's one of those oh, things too. Oh, I can't too, wait to dig into this. Where like <laughs> it's not a fucking genre and it feels like a lot of the times like tokenizing. And like yeah. while I think it's important to make sure that that representation is there and available, I also, you know, can of understand it be, it's really frustrating when like someone puts that you on that lineup just because they're rather than, you know, the merits of you as an artist. You always have that like, am I just on this bill because like they're trying to like right. build something based on this idea of gender. Um, and so in that sense, like, I do really like, like, you know, all criticisms of it valid. I do like a lot of Riot Grrrl stuff, Bikini Kill, were you know, a, a big band for me and stuff like that.
2: Sure. Um, uh, I did, de- so I definitely want to get into that. Like, let's just go into female fronted is in a genre, uh, which like you have to wait on this too, Wayne. Yeah, yeah, sure, so sure. This is going to be like, like dangerous territory. <laughs> oh, uh, right. Wayne is very <laughs> like, good like at staying in his lane <laughs> when, uh. <laughs> no, um, so. I've seen a lot of bands post the, uh, like, female-fronted is in a genre or, like, um, supporting a band just because they've got queer members, POC members, whatever, is tokenizing thing. And I I enjoyed the meme where it's, like, you haven't done whatever and it shows. And so, like, for me, it's, like, you haven't gotten onto bills explicitly for those reasons. And it shows. Like, a lot of the people who I've seen sharing that are, like, white dude bands. And I'm, like, for my band, that's how we got onto a lot of stuff. And I think – forcing promoters to say first we expect you to find any band with a female in it and that's like the lowest bar of entry Mm -hmm. forces them to eventually start having uh standards for like quality music
3: yeah and i mean on
0: and on the road i mean like it's always one of the things like yeah we definitely prefer to play with bands with other women in them or other queer people in them um and you know that's like definitely something that we when we go on the road that we like to have, um, but ultimately it's too one of those things where it's like you know like don't like we've played like um, an all trans and queer music festival and it was mm-hmm. one of the best weekends of my life. Um, at the same time, like it's different when like
2: wait it was fancy
0: fest in Asheville. God. I wanted to go that um, so bad. It was <laughs> amazing. Um, did, we, I will... did you play with Waxdraw? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah Waxdraw yeah, the yeah, they're friends of ours. Yeah, Dane is a sweetheart. Um, oh no, Wes, they're oh. I love all of them. Um, I just
1: I just realized my wax jaw CD was in the Jetta when I got no. stolen, <laughs> and the Het Ward cassette.
0: Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. I mean, yes. we're
1: talking about like the getting on to uh, shows for having a female front yeah. person. Do we want to talk about the uh, show at the Furman or? Just to bring that
0: up. Yeah, I mean, we played with uh, leftover crack. um
1: An edgy decision. Couple
0: months ago. I mean, um, a
1: little bit.
0: Forty percent of horrible girl. I'm not going to say which forty percent really loved <laughs>
1: leftover crack. I'm just going to own it. I like leftover crack. No, like, um, like nothing against look, them. Scott's a music. fucking shithead, but
2: yeah, it's just the like the scene politics of them right now, especially with them getting. In tr- they're the band that got in trouble for like specifically trying to like get kind of tokeny members. It was at like, least the criticism that I saw. I know, I mean, that,
0: like, I've read some stuff, some, like, kind of, like, stuff between, like, Nico and Sturgeon, but I don't really know about that. But so they, um, I asked, you know, we kind of asked, you know, while why of, you know, did to the promoter when they asked us, why did you pick us? Well, they specifically asked for, a, you know, punk bands, like, fronted by, like, you know, women or queer people or people of color. And I right. was like, oh, 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 okay, cool, like, yeah. yeah, we'll play the show either way, but, like, okay, that's your motivation for it. Right. And, you know, like, there's this, like, promoter out of Charleston um, who always sets us up to play these drag shows. um these, like, dra- rock and punk and drag events that are always, like... I mean,
2: first off, that sounds pretty cool, but...
0: All, like... Well, yeah, I mean, it might be. I mean, In but Jacksonville, it's like...
2: we have punk rock burlesque, which oh, cool. is, like, I... uh I have a lot of friends who do that. So,
0: yeah. it's just kind of the style of performance that I think the Queen does. And also, they're like, oh, I looked at all the lineups, and it's all these kind of, like... You know, meat and potatoes, like cis dude <laughs> punk bands, and I'm like, okay, I got. Is that saying. like w- w- the reason you're asking? Because like you can't literally yeah, find. you want the diversity play, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like context is kind of key there. If it's like, you know, when we were playing Pansy Fest and we were on it because like. Yeah, that's every band. It was, was a for us yeah, bias kind right, of thing, and it was sure. a benefit. Of show. course, you know, we want to play that. Um, doing a drag concert, like punk show. Um, And being like the token queer band is kind of, it's a little fucked up. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I I see what you're saying
1: on that. Yeah, I I
2: just feel like that's hard to get sometimes. And I think also, I feel like a couple bands have to just get really misplaced to like open the door for other people. Because I've seen, I've been frustrated just in my time in music seeing um, a lot of female-fronted bands that I, I really do like getting put onto bills I feel like because they're the diversity play when they don't genre fit they might even be like the best band on the bill but like they they were a weird choice mm-hmm. like and it's like well okay that was a weird thing but because of that now more people know that there are female fronted bands that are readily available in florida at least like and you would think as one of the most like back states like we actually have a pretty darn diverse list of bands right now like the biggest bands oh, in the yeah. states most of them are uh female fronted. I don't I I think most of them have like POC members too like Florida's doing really well actually.
0: Yeah, I was going to say like <laughs> we're from South Carolina so like
2: I could never tell like with the south if those stereotypes uh apply to the arts. Cuz the... I feel like the art scene is always more inclusive.
0: Yeah, oh, I I think so absolutely. Like that is, you know, like I went to an art school in South Carolina Same. and like found you know rad people there and like yeah, our arts community is you typically much you know better than our general population who w- will often surprise you like has uh, surprised me like you know and I also have like a really high tolerance for bullshit when I'm not in performance punk rock mode like when I'm in my like day-to-day life I actually have like a really high tolerance and I'm very meek about, like, those kind of things. I'm always like, yeah, sure, ask me all the inappropriate questions you're not supposed to ask. I'd rather you hear it from me than someone else who yeah. might misinform you. Like, I'd rather you hear my take on it, and it might be uncomfortable for me. But at the end of the day, like, at least I know that, like, I can say that I gave you information, especially like, work yeah. and things like that. Like, okay, so, you know, that's things... okay.
2: Yeah, I'm interested in that, too, because I, I talked to, um, Lewis from Spork about, like, his song having a lot to do with atheism. And then I was like, you know people are going to ask you about it. Because, Mm -hmm. like, he he talked about coming from, like, a religious, like, background. So being in Horrible Girl with, like, the namesake being specifically about that and being at least uh, representative of that kind of for your scene, Mm -hmm. knowing you're going to have to talk to people every show, how is that?
0: I, I mean, I talk to people at every show, but it really doesn't often come up really unless I bring it up. That's yeah.
2: Cool.
0: I mean, like I mean that's the good song, that's good. I'm really lucky that I mean the songs like I don't use a lot of like and the ones that talk about like, you know, like womanhood and trans identity and stuff like that, like, they're pretty plain spoken. They're not like the ones that do deal with that aren't often metaphors. Or not like really like lofty metaphors. They're pretty simple and say what i think and so that usually like it's one of those things like you know that's why i say it in the song like yeah. we talk about it off stage so like unless you know i'm playing with like you know other women or trans folk and then we talk about sure the stuff that goes on in yeah. the scene yeah. or like
2: i think i'm more meant talking to people who are gonna like start barraging you with questions that like yeah. n- maybe you don't necessarily want to deal with you know
0: um you know i haven't you know whether you know it goes over some people's heads whether <laughs> you know like I found I like don't know like it a lot of people I haven't been on the road and stuff a lot of the spaces we played have been like super cool like whether it be a bar a like all ages space or a house show like
2: That's good. It I hasn't
0: mean, really been a thing which is, you know.
2: Yeah, I've really enjoyed a lot of people like that I know on a personal level being more like conservative or at least like not the kind of person who's going to go out of their way to get informed about Mm -hmm. social stuff be like i liked this band and just purely be talking about the music or the performance and it's like i i think uh separating that into just like does this band rip like that's the important part
0: yeah um and you know like our like worst experiences have been like you know catcalling and shit like that like you know someone like harassed our drummer from the audience while we middle of the set like and you know we like was like your drummer's hot and i was like leave her alone like don't fucking call our drummer from the audience and of course like the venue are amazing they're friends of ours and we're like we're gonna get this redneck out of here yeah, we're, yeah, gonna, yeah. we're gonna get him around so you know like that's like greenville surprisingly like as long as you know which used to go to is like super rad and like has backs for like doesn't won't take you know like if it's going on yeah. you know they'll stop they'll intervene whether it be like you know like sexism and you know like outright like sexual harassment of, like you know any kind of like queer bashing like verbally or otherwise um they'll step in and yeah. like make sure that you know like everyone is having a good time and safe and the person who is making people not have a good time um isn't going to be there much longer and we'll show them more yeah. the And that's really, really cool. Like, you know, it's very counterintuitive as someone who also saw the very deeply sexist, racist, phobic side of the South, like, to see, you know, in my adult life, part of it that's, like, not. That's very actively trying to leave that reputation and that culture behind. Yeah,
2: Um, yeah. It's really uh, cool. I've I've had, like, an interesting time, at least with guilt going around. Almost any time we've had people like be inappropriate with like the band members it's like a femme person being inappropriate with our like femme bandmates and it's i've run into a couple of like it's okay like i'm a girl too or like it's okay like i'm gay and that's been a really weird turnaround from like the expectations i had from like entering like really like stereotypical like southern like saloon style places mm-hmm. in like texas and like like the the i think that was where the the main thing i'm thinking of happened but like um that's been a really interesting turn of events that i i wasn't sure how to address because i think i'm a pretty small lanky like male person but like i think me intervening with like a female person automatically looks one way to like
3: mm-hmm.
2: bar staff or whatever yeah so we had an interesting time like in the band discussing like how we approach people how we approach like uh, situations where anybody's uncomfortable and yeah. like how we address that with other people. Cause it's, I feel like, you know, the stereotypical shitty redneck dude bouncer comes, picks him up, literally like removes him from place. But mm-hmm. it's, it's been different for us when it's uh, like not male people and it, like yeah. the, like the harassment, like you said too, like I've seen that, but that's, I often see like male to male. Like if it's like a, a guy band, then people are like, oh, it's okay to, like, sexualize the guys because it's all a joke, right? Like, we're all joking here. Like, we'll tell a guy to take his shirt off or something because we can do that. And that's been, like, a weird thing where I'm just like, uh, we should we should not make these jokes like this. Oh. Or, like, I don't know. I, I've run into, like, weird versions of that.
0: I mean, it's like I I had a thought, and then it kind of went out, and then it's kind of pulling back in. <laughs> I have a nasty and... habit
2: of telling, like, multi-part stories. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, like, okay, wait,
1: where was I going to go with that? I don't
2: remember. Um, Comedy relief.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like I had something, but, like, it's just gone. I was just kind of, like, entranced by the story. At some point, and, like, <laughs> well, okay, there. so how, how much have you all toured out?
0: Um, we have done, our longest tour was, like, a 10-day long okay. run. So we haven't toured too, too much. So, um, yeah,
2: because you said, like, you haven't really been outside of spaces that you're, like, familiar with or like sort of in control of
0: well I mean like so like on our last run we like went out on a limb through like similar to how we met through DIY tour postings and yeah. a bunch of mutual friends um, and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends of um, friends and that's we're able to done. find yeah and that's what we did so we you know explicitly made sure that like we wanted to try and play as many all ages spaces as possible as few bars as possible and the you dream. know, play with you know bands with other women and queer folk and them like so you know people we have things in common with right like and so um and that was successful like nine times out of ten um and so we went out and you know we played a house show that was kind of shitty um and which was a surprise um we didn't expect it to be um and then everything else was like rad the rest of the way through um and overall like a good time so that's what we want to tour more um you know more spaces and more different places which is gonna mean, you know more risks right. and more places you know we were there more variables that we can't control but
2: yeah i mean know, i mean that's but it's you seem prepared for it and i think the more that you're touring the more friends of friends you'll have you'll you'll yeah. never mm-hmm. really have to run into a spot where you don't know anybody maybe like once in like a like our three-month tour we ran into like five towns that we just absolutely had to just be cold calling people yeah so like it's it builds on itself but that's really cool like i i think i definitely walked into this expecting to, ha- to like, hear some horror stories but like this has been like extremely positive like your, yeah your, we're your positive experience is like
0: fuck like I'm, well you
2: are as people but i like i don't know like your
1: experience seems to have been like i mean i'm trying i'm trying to think of like some good like Horror horror like, stories. Yeah, so no, but like, like, that, I can like, I can great. think about like eating at Rockies in Asheville and like everybody just having like bubble guts for the entire ride. That's, a, yeah, but like, that's, that's exactly is. what I want to hear. Like I want right, to hear we, like we, like, had, we like, had hot just chicken. band
2: stuff. Nothing specific to anything else. Like people have treated us <laughs> like a band and we had normal band experiences. Yeah,
0: like that's the like we get re- we've been really like lucky and charmed in the fact that like yeah I mean we just had normal band experiences. Yeah. like you know like the occasional like. You know, degree of, like, bullshit sexism and, like, that you deal with and, you know bad food on the road tearing your guts up (laughs) sleeping like shit you know someone loses like this afternoon our key broke off and our padlock on our trailer and we had to like bash it open and go (laughs) goodbye and we duct taped it shut and then pulled it to st augustine you're so
1: safe in st augustine so me and daniel went out so he grabbed some stuff out of the trailer Mm -hmm. and we were using the wrong key for the master lock Okay. And like we were sitting there just freaking out, thinking this one was like jammed oh, no. too, and like it's, like it's counterclockwise I don't no no it's clockwise clockwise no, like <laughs> I'm
0: that lock other was key. so
1: bad that I like I'm gonna have like flashbacks yeah, to it every time. Yeah, we're nightmares it's for like so...
0: the next month about that lock breaking.
1: That's amazing. We had a
2: very similar experience, but it was the uh, key that starts the van. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow, you're gonna play a song, right? Yeah,
0: we're gonna play a song.
2: <laughs> um, what what is it? What, what's it off of?
0: Um, so the song I'm gonna play today is off of our upcoming record. Do you know who your friends are?
2: And oh, okay. So you you have a single out for that?
0: Yeah, we have a single out for that. Um,
2: graduation. I really like that single. Like um, a, a lot of I the other stuff, I'm showing my bandmates, and it's like a lot of your more recent stuff is kind of like somber, and that is just the most fun song. Um, it reminded me of um pup.
0: Thank you. Oh thank you. no way. That's right. that's really flattering. I yeah, don't know.
1: You. I don't know if I, I can take that kind of compliment. Yeah, like Wayne is blushing so hard right now. <laughs> Ooh, um, I could crying, play the single, or I could play.
0: No, 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 I
2: want to hear the cool. songs that I don't know. Obviously. Awesome. Okay.
0: Cool. Let's uh, let's do it.
2: Yeah. Let's hop to that. All right.
0: Hi. This is Ami Horrible for Horrible Girl from Horrible Girl, and um, I'm playing a song called Club Salmon.
2: Okay, cool. We're back.
3: We're back.
2: So do you want to talk about your song, which has a lot of, like, you were telling me before, like, oh, they're, like, emotional things. Like, no, that's a lot of, like, loaded language in there. Or we can just argue about Mind Chemical Romance on Thursday.
0: I mean, (laughs) a little column A, a little column B. I mean, like, let's, I guess we could talk about the song. Sure, let's go. Tell me about it. So um, it's called Clip Sandwich." It's named after a house show venue that used to be in Greenville. Oh. Um, That's so sweet. Um, used to be there and I don't think they ever got the cops called on them. I think we, Greenville's had really good luck with cops, uh, which isn't always the case. I think there was like one, like, um, some old friends and I threw like a DIY Halloween party music festival that got shut down. Mm. And, um, so, you know, it's kind of about that. It's about, you know, being a musician and traveling and, you know, wanting to be with, you know go to different scenes and communities and stuff and also about recognizing, you know, like, the privilege that allows us to do those things and, like, you know, that, you know, the, like, you know, talk to your neighbors if you're running a house show space. Get to know them. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. don't need the police in most cases. You know, we can police ourselves. Like, oh, if our music's too loud, call me or text yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Come over and knock the door and say sure. something. And we'll, we can handle it that way. We can turn it down. Um, so it's a lot about that. Um, it's about, you know, like the whole, like, we look ready for a fight, like, and then, yeah, right, no, we're not. We're a bunch of softies, like, we're a bunch of wimps. Um, is that,
2: like, like a, like a punk posturing, or like, punk outfit? Yeah, like, exactly, okay. yeah. like, I um, mean, like, you know, you've cool.
0: got the, like, studded, spiked, discharge jacket, and, like, right. you know, wear, like, you know, steel toe boots, more often than
1: not. Yeah, we're just a bunch and, of uh, egg punks masquerading as chain punks, I oh think that's God. the conclusion we've come to.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, I think that's <laughs> how what we've realized is, uh, the, is the thing. <laughs>
2: I like uh I feel like in my experience with the punk shows, it it very abruptly switches into like art school kid with like cuffed pants, looks like something out of a nineteen eighty five like fashion magazine with like a beanie that's like halfway rolled up and they have like a turnstile shirt, or like punks with like jackets with patches and like chains and stuff. But then when I see those people interacting, like and everyone's just like, yes, we all like the Menzingers because we're from Florida. I'm just like, okay, good. I'm so glad that we can agree on something.
0: I mean, I'm glad y'all can agree on Personally, I've been having a horrible time putting myself <laughs> together. <Jeez.
2: laughs> but, I mean, I do enjoy uh, personally, like, shit posting about Menzingers. And, like, because, uh, like, to me, it's not a punk band.
0: After the party was boring.
2: Okay, I think that is a fun <laughs> record. I think that they write... Irish bar rock without accents, <laughs> and it's just really good. It's How do really good. you listen to
0: Kentucky Gentlemen. Like they totally have fake accents on I, that song. Like, I come just, on.
2: <laughs> I, I've always been really interested in bands like, like being from Florida, mm-hmm. listening to like the Fest, and being like, some of these bands are just doing alternative bar rock, but these are hailed as like the champion punk bands right now. I'm like, this is Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. We're all listening to Springsteen, which I'm okay with, but it's really confusing next to like DB like yeah like yeah like punk bands
0: I uh know. i don't know like maybe like i think like a lot of the more like i usually refer to it like the midwestern kind of punk sound yeah like yeah that. like you know i consider like you know kind of org core adjacent like beard core kind of stuff um I think it's just a regional thing.
2: I feel like I somebody's it, gonna message me after this and be like, do I need to Google what the, are those real genres?
0: <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> do you guys, do you remember the website, Your Scene Sucks?
2: No, I, what?
0: There was this website back in like 2006 uh, by this artist, uh, from, I think he was like a, from New York or something, and he made this, uh, website called sucks.com and it was a bunch of different subgenres and he did these cartoons and he drew them of these Whoa. characters and that was actually how I found out about Bomb the Music Industry and how I got into like Johnny Hobo and the Freight Trains was like he ha- would have the links to like this is this stereotype caricature of a person right. playlist.
1: Wow.
0: Um, yeah, but yeah, it was really funny. And org core, that was the first time I heard that word, like referring to like hot water music. Uh, this is my fist, uh, dear landlord, I stuff got like it. that. Okay.
2: Cool. Well, that's interesting. I, uh, I've had a lot of conversations with my band about like costuming because it's like, okay, we're like, we're an emo band. So it's like, do we need to do the, like everyone wear black and look really sad and all of our like press photography or whatever. And, uh, I've always gone back and forth, especially being in punk where it's like, when you see a band like like Modern Baseball, it's just like, we're just guys in t-shirts. Like, is it cool and authentic because they're not trying hard? Or as an entertainer, when your job is to present like a visual dynamic as well as a sonic one, are you being lazy and scapegoating it? I think about the... uh, Life on the Murder Scene documentary when they're always like, "Yeah, we just said, yeah, it's supposed to be that way." And I feel like that's what bands do when someone calls them out about like not putting any effort into having a cohesive aesthetic or an aesthetic at all. It's like, yeah, we—that's we, our thing—is that we we look like we don't try.
1: <laughs> I feel like the only—I'm killing to that you! I'm killing yes. you right now with this. So
0: yeah, like I mean, like that's a, like we—is
2: this a thing y'all discuss? No. We have... you all have a punky we... aesthetic, but you all have different
1: punky aesthetics.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, go that. I mean, like we just kind of like you know,
1: kind of the Breakfast Club of punk rockers going on is that? <laughs> Don't put that evil on yeah, me. Don't like, put okay, that I'm evil sorry. on me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, but no, I mean like, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck <laughs> a Molly Ringwald. God damn it. Wait. Um. I want to be
2: what? a dandruff girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> My favorite character, dandruff girl. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite superhero. <laughs> um. But, have, like, have you ever talked about it or, like, because we've even talked about, like, mm-hmm. DIY, like, aesthetic Like, okay, if you want to wear that T-shirt, let's talk about cutting it into a tank or something.
0: I mean, I do that because they fit better. Like, yeah. i.e. this. but and I That's mean, where like, most of
2: stuff, like, fashion starts from. is somebody's yeah. doing something for a pragmatic reason, somebody thinks it looks cool, and all of a sudden that's the trend.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, we make this joke. Um, there was one of our practices. We all wore red plaid. Yeah. <laughs> and so absolutely. our new joke is on uh, Tuesdays, we wear plaid. Oh, um, and so that's about as close to the aesthetic as it gets. I mean, we all have, like, everyone but Dan, I think, has, like, a denim jacket that we've patched up.
2: That's cool, but, yeah. Um, I definitely did not come from, like, that, like, angle of punk. I came at it from, like, 2000s emo. And I also was a shut-in. So I was, like, not exposed to that culture.
0: So similar. Um, to So emo, and then I started going to a Greenville Skate Park, which had a lot of, like, straight-edge hardcore. Mm. Um, and then I got out of that because it's a toxic, awful macho macho scene. And um, so then I got out of punk for a couple years, and then I decided I was going to move out west to try and find a punk scene, and I didn't, and then I moved back east, and I find all these rad, like, crusty DIY punks who are, like, super queer-inclusive and super just rad, amazing, like, practice-what-you-preach anarcho-kids, and, like, so I'm still really bad at that part, but, like, I was like, oh, I like this aesthetic, I didn't get to do this in high school because I was, like, you know, a weird, vaguely grungy, like, awkward kid, so now I'm going to do it now.
2: Yeah, I think I, I feel like I had to, like, look up punk history to, like, find bands that were, like, actual punk since I grew up on pop punk, which had almost nothing to do with it whatsoever besides the fact that they played power chords. I was like, oh, like, I feel like we're going back to where things were kind of in the 90s, where there was, like, there's, like, the pop genre that is completely unrelated, but, like, there was a lot of good bands from them, but I... I don't really know a lot of punk-punk bands from, like, the 2000 era. I don't know if I just skimmed over them. I mean, like, that were making big waves, not, like, friends or whatever. Well,
0: I mean, you can, you know, um, our upcoming record, Do You Know Who Your Friends Are, that's coming out in, like, May is pretty much just a genre parody piece. Um, Oh, that's cool. It's also uh, an all-star cover album uh, by Smash Mouth as a power violence album and it's also um, just Santeria on repeat for 45 minutes. just 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 Santeria. That There's... sounds
2: like most uh, bar gigs in Florida.
0: Yeah, so and it's coming out in May. and um, it's also a lesson on the history of punk rock, according to someone who has no idea what she's talking about.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm glad that like people who grew up in emo are deciding to be like the faces of punk rock now just because we can. great speaking of emo what's what's this thing what's this thing you got with mcr
0: um so i want to ask you who is the greatest emo band and why is it mcr
2: i think that they were a really good band that was extremely formative for me but when i went back to start my like my emo band after going through my i'm gonna be in a folk punk band phase like Mm -hmm. everyone does in college you, I was like, okay, I, I was making a playlist of bands who I wanted to sonically draw from, and I went back through MCR and I was like, wow, they are not an emo band whatsoever. They play like some pop punk, and then they play like stadium rock, and then there's Danger Days, and we don't talk about that, but like,
3: <laughs> but right. like,
2: uh, uh, it had nothing related to emo, and I was like, oh, I, I never really thought about it before. I just like them.
0: Yeah, and no, like, I mean, they're. Obviously, like, if we're going to be, like, genre purists or music historians, no, they're not emo. Um, even Which is they, why
2: Thursday is highly superior.
0: They never, you know what, like, I painted myself into a corner with that <laughs> one. Uh, but no, like, they describe themselves as, like, violent... And dangerous pop, I think, is what they called themselves.
2: When yeah, they they're power pop before band. that like, was a thing. Yeah, they
0: were like power pop influenced by what, the Misfits. No,
2: no, I just
1: I, the, the like self proclaimed like whatever that was. We call was ourselves
0: dangerous. Kitten Core. Yeah, and but that's core.
1: silly. Like yeah. true, we're not being now, serious.
2: I, mean, yeah. I saw
0: them in like sixth or seventh grade, open up for Green Day, and I'd never seen like drugway was still like you know, like, railing cocaine and, like, chain smoking on stage and, like, drinking. So I'd never heard a voice that raw, live, with that much, like, angst. And, you know, right. when you're, like, you know, just hitting first puberty and it's, like, oh, like, this is, I've never felt feels like this before. And yeah. literally, like, next week went out and bought the CD. No, it, de- um, it definitely,
2: like, spoke to me, like, on an emotional level. And I think... The music had, like, obviously dark theatrical elements, which is why people are like, this is emo. But then, like, I didn't – I actually started off with them, and I didn't get into Thursday until later in life because that music is very challenging to enjoy, which is how I hope people will eventually describe my music. It okay. is not straightforward. There's no pop sentimentality, and uh, I, I really enjoy that now and the fact that they have, like, social politics in it. Yeah, like, autobiography of a nation is like, MCR was never gonna write a song about colonialism. They just weren't.
0: <sighs> you know what? You win this one. <laughs> you win this one as the host. You can you can chalk this one up. Uh, I mean,
2: like at the end of the day, there should just be more emo bands. Like, uh, I'm glad that we have those two that we can still enjoy. But like, the list gets shorter every year. We could come back and have this conversation next year, and like the amount of bands we're allowed to talk about. Or say we or enjoy like, yeah, yeah, without
0: like having to preface it with yeah, a conversation Yeah, we're like, oh yeah, you yeah. know.
2: Like, but before we found out that, you know, yeah, at least one so person in the band so was... Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's a dark time. But there's a lot of good emo coming out now. And there's a lot of good like indie punk. I'm glad that punk is just like this extremely blanket term that everyone can claim at this point. But like, there's like a lot of indie rock that I think will hopefully blow up and make guitar rock a thing again because guitar rock got really boring, which is why it died. And I'm okay yeah. with that.
0: Yeah, like let 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 it stay dead. Let, yeah. let, let Let's let it rot. Like, and let's just roll in our grace.
2: Like your that's the song you played was, uh, chaotic. Like even for an acoustic performance, like it had such <laughs> jagged edges to it. I was like, this is what guitar rock has to be again, or nobody's gonna give a fuck. They're just gonna keep listening to like emo rappers, which not I I have emo rapper friends that's super tight, but a lot of that. Is becoming as formulaic as guitar rock was five years ago, and I I worry for that, too. Eventually, everyone's just going to stop binging music and just start binging Netflix more, and that'll be it. We'll all just be writing scores and soundtracks, and that'll be our careers. You're looking like it's not that bad. I mean, it's
1: not that bad. I mean, <laughs> like, Yeah, right? Jeff, Rosenstock, cool. Jeff Rosenstock's writing for a Cartoon Network show now. Like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, do that in a he went off
2: to that. Like, Manchester Orchestra went off to do, like, movie scores. Trent Reznor's killing it with movie scores. All right, I take it back. I painted myself into a corner. This is an ideal job. You get to stay in your pajamas at home and just write music for really like good music, movies. Like, all fucking day. Yeah. Yep. All right.
0: right, It's a draw. It's a draw.
2: Good game. I'll see y'all next time you come through.